0: Welcome to Fearless University, the podcast where we discuss, dissect, and examine some of life's greatest fears. My name is Coach Lane Lee, performance coach and fear psychology enthusiast, here to help you understand your greatest fears. Fear is my passion, curiosity is my nature, and understanding is the gift I seek to share with all who will listen. Because if we seek to understand more, we can learn to fear less. Welcome to another episode of Fear Less University. Each week... I feature a new guest who lends their special brand of wisdom and expertise to help me unlock the mysteries of fear. We laugh, we may cry, but above all else, we seek understanding. Because it's not about being void of fear, but instead, understanding more so that you may fear fear itself less. I want to thank you for spending some time with me today, wherever you're listening, Be sure to like this episode if you found it helpful or entertaining. And follow or subscribe to this channel wherever you're at. Also, be sure to turn on notifications so you know when a new episode drops. If you're listening on iTunes, please take a moment to rate and review this episode. By doing so, you're helping our placement and ranking in search results. Help me touch the lives of millions of people around the world, helping them to understand more and in turn, fear less. This was a fun episode for me because I had the good fortune and honor to interview one of my oldest friends, someone who I've always held in high esteem because of his gift of eloquence, his heart for service, and his humility. Jose Moore, formerly known as Othello of the Lightheaded Crew, is in my opinion, one of the most gifted artists of our time. A lyricist, poet, MC, husband, father, and now teacher and agent of change in his community, Jose and I talk about being willing to learn in order to overcome. We talk about intentional branding and why it's such an important thing to be conscientious of. We talk about finding balance in every area of our lives and how everything is a matter of perspective. And finally, we talk about how you do more extraordinary things when the stakes are high, and what you're doing is done for others. You guys, get ready because there is only one Oze Moore and his heart is so unique. So without further ado, get ready for an amazing time with the one, the only Ose Moore. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fearless University. And today I'm super excited because I'm here with one of my oldest friends and uh, one of my biggest heroes, my man Jose Moore. What's going on, Jose? What's up? Nothing
1: much, man. Just just here with you, bro. I mean, via <laughs> via via phones, via such. phones and you Skypes know? and the internet, cross in country, the yeah.
0: But, yes, <laughs> but man, now I, I appreciate you being here today, and, and for those of you listening who who may or may not know Jose, if you've known me, you know that I've referenced him many times in my coaching and you know just general conversation because uh, to me he is one of the most gifted lyricists of our time i know he would object to that title but i don't care because that's that's who he is to me um honestly like he is uh truly blessed with the gift of gab and not a uh and a, not a negative connotation in the most positive way possible um jose and i met man back in 2006 dude mm-hmm. that's yeah, crazy it's been that long man that's insane yeah and and back then I was, I mean, I still am, you know, I'm, I'm his number one fan now, but back then I was, I was a huge (laughs) fan. And, uh, as I talked about in episode two, you know, I, I took a chance. I said, Hey, you know what? I got a really good idea for a music video for this guy. Let me, let me just reach out and see what he would say. And actually I, I think I reached out because I was doing that clothing line back then, uh, Zion physics. Mm -hmm. Yes, man. Yeah. So I I reached out. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, man, would you would you like to like you know check out some of my gear, maybe maybe wrap some of my gear when you know you're on stage or whatever." Yeah. And yeah, uh, I remember. It sounds so corny, but I remember the day that you you I think you texted me. You didn't even email me. You texted me back, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, and and it just it goes <laughs> back into that that thing that I talked about in in my second episode, um, yeah, where I was talking about you know we have this fantasy or this misconception that people are inaccessible and Mm -hmm. uh, in our culture. And, you know, when you just take a chance to reach out, sometimes you, you'd be surprised at how many people actually reach back to you. And when you do it in a, in a very personal manner, not in a tweet or, you know, in a, in a DM all the time, but if you just take the time to make sure that you're reaching out personally and and not Mm -hmm. wanting anything in return necessarily, um, but yeah man so we that's how it started and we went on to to cultivate a a friendship from there and uh i went on to to direct and conceptualize um one of your early music videos right yeah yeah two of them actually two you did did the uh let's just and you did
1: uh active balance that's right as well yeah you know yeah man you've you've been a huge part in uh and uh the branding of Othello and Jose, you know, the, the two uh the two uh you know, the shifting right. of names and branding. And my on my side, you know, yeah, you've man. been huge in that man. And so yeah, yeah. The, the filming is mutual, man. I'm a fan. It's uh, not it's not it's not all the time where somebody reaches out and is like, Hey, I would like to do something for you or you know, hey, would you wanna rock some of my shirts and you see some of the samples or you, you get a chance to do it and you're like, Oh man i would pay i would pay for this like i I would i would pay big money for this if i had it because this is incredible stuff your art speaks for itself so man yeah the blessing is mutual and the friendship is obviously timeless and yeah i'm I'm glad to be here with you today rapping about things
0: about things about (laughs) fear and and its relationship with or our excuse me it's our relationship with fear and yeah uh, man so real quick how about this I I, I gave a little brief introduction of how we met Mm -hmm. but let's uh, let the people know who Jose is like introduce yourself and you know where you're from what you do and and where they can kind of maybe you know uh, catch up on who you are
1: yeah man I'm a basic dude really you know (laughs) I love art I love family I love God you know Um, I love community you know what I'm saying I love liberation I love transformation um Mm -hmm. I love all of that, you know what I'm saying. this is my hobbies, you know, and it just so happens that I'm able to make careers out of my hobbies or make vocation out of my hobbies, yeah and um you know, or things that I'm passionate about um and and most importantly make impact, you know what I'm saying? Because 'cause it'd right. be hard to have any of those things as your hobby without having some kind of significant impact associated with it to fuel the fire right, and so um, yeah, man, you know i am I am a husband, a father you know uh, an mc an educator um community worker um event coordinator i'm the executive director for all of the above hip hop academy in which your thumbprints and fingerprints are all over that as right. well in terms of our branding <laughs> and right. website and all sorts of stuff but um yeah you know um you know i'm, I'm passionate i live in lansing michigan i'm originally from seattle washington I'm passionate about um engaging my community, especially the youth through hip hop culture in a way that lends itself to um uh, building on uh pro social life skills and behavioral you know um patterns and uh and, and uh and um just growth in general you know what I'm saying holistically yeah. you know artistically you know um, um you know <sighs> Wow, just on so many different platforms. Man. yeah that's funny. As we dig into this into what all hip hop can do, hip hop's full capacity, it's been amazing to watch and see the different areas it speaks to and to our humanity. You know, so really that's a lot of my focus now. It's just, you know, uh, running with all of the above Hip Hop Academy and building out our team and and strengthening our impact in our communities out here.
0: And you guys still, have grown yeah. like exponentially in the last yeah. few years. Like while I've been following, you know, I, I think we did the website for all the yeah. above back in like 2011,
1: 2012. And yeah. And
0: in the last wow, five, man. six years, I yeah, know in the last That's five crazy. or six years, man, like you guys have, um, you've done a great job just taking it and running with it. Um, community outreach has been phenomenal your your class attendance and growth has been phenomenal um i know you guys do everything from you know what what all of the above for everybody listening is essentially is a a community outreach in which the elements of hip-hop are used to help educate the youth on not so much the culture and history not or should i say not just the culture and history of hip-hop but also how those affect society, politics, and the world, just on a, a global scale. And Absolutely. so they they offer everything from beat making, you know, the four elements, beat making, graffiti, emceeing, uh b-boying, and uh, it's just been really cool. I know, I know uh, your son is involved. Uh, I'm sure all your boys are involved by now. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just really cool to see how the the youth responds and, and how you guys have taken the cultural art form and concept of hip-hop and how it was originally uh, introduced into the world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. turned that into an educational platform. It's really cool yeah. to see.
1: Yeah, man. It's Like I said, it's that, it's that life-work type stuff, you right. know, where it's like when I was talking to somebody today, I was like, it doesn't even feel like I'm working. I just... I could sit at home and watch Netflix if I wanted to all day today. But again, or I could be pushing this thing forward that yeah. is just me working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But working at something that I'm passionate about and something that I, I believe wholeheartedly in. And um yeah, man, it's just it's just amazing. It's a great, great season, bro. So
0: Very dope. Yeah. Man.
1: Definitely without its fair share of intimidation and fear and um, you know, all sorts of psychological, you know, hiccups and, and hurdles <laughs> for <sure. laughs> to get past. But yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about that real quick. How, mm-hmm. how does fear uh, play a part in what you're trying to build? Because I know that there are a lot of, you know, independent people listening. I mean, come, you know, come on, we're living in a time where the independent workforce is almost grown to 50% you know so yeah. uh and i think yeah. they projected by 2022 uh that that percentage is going to keep growing because of all the platforms and outlets that we have that allow people to basically you know plug and play you know pick up and and go with whatever it is that they see that they want to spend their time doing on an independent basis whether that's you know being a musical artist or an etsy shop owner uh, clothing mm-hmm. brand owner, you know, running your own business, whatever it is. So let's talk yeah. about, you know, like what kind of fears have you experienced so far um, yeah. in in running all of the above and and trying to get that off the ground, and and what have you learned from those fears?
1: Yeah, I think the initial intimidation was, you know, when you come up from a bigger city and it's like you come with you have a certain set of skills. It's usually um, you adding to what's already there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like. You know, hey, I want to get involved in teaching and working with you. Um, so you start looking like who's who's offering these kind of programmings? You know, what I'm saying you look at the why you look at other organizations, you look at the Boys and Girls Club. You look at these places that may have space for you to come in and do your thing and engage youth or engage in the, the community in a, in a different capacity than just performance. Right. Um and to be in a city like Lansing, and to look around, and there not be any of those avenues, but there would be a clear indication that those avenues are needed. You're mm. like, who me?
0: You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like,
1: oh, is this is this something I'm gonna do? You know? So he's like, hey, we need this, and nobody's looking at you like. Yeah, we do. So what's up? You know, right, right. Um, and so you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, man, that was the initial intimidation. Like, oh man, I don't know. The first thing, I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm yeah. an artist at heart. You know, I don't know the first thing about administrative work. I don't know the first thing about you know um, running an organization, uh, filing for your nonprofit status. You know, and then building out a business plan. So mm. many different areas of of um uncertainty and you know uh and that things that just weren't naturally in my wheelhouse you know but one thing that that i've made you know hardwired into my wheelhouse you know i'm saying made it a point is that i'm willing to learn though you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like I, I might not know now, but I'm, I'm going to figure it out. You yep. know what I'm saying? It's the idea of you know teaching the man to fish. You know, and, yep. and because I've learned how to fish, I've learned you know what bait to use. I've learned what reels to use. Not not in a not in a <laughs> not, <laughs> not in in a literal a sense. literal sense. Like I don't. be <laughs> yeah, you know. But I'm saying just. And the idea of this whole fishing, you know, doing for yourself or or learning how to provide for yourself or for those you love, I figured it out, you know. And so where there's so so many places, so many areas in which I've had to, you know, study up on, read up on, do research and and figure things out – you know, um, the ability to figure it out has been the um, the saving grace there or has been my my best attribute, I guess, you know, um, yeah. and then being willing to say, I don't know. And to find folks who do and sit up under those folks and allow those folks to pour into you and share with you the secrets and and, and be attentive and just be learning, you know. So right. But to speak to the fear part. You know that that initial idea of oh who me I'm the only hand up in the room, okay it looks like I gotta do it. Um, you know I have this verse in this song I did I did with a with a brother 14KT, um, great producer but we did this song on one of his projects um, called I'm On It. You know, yep. and, uh, and just, just kind of speaks to like, hey, you know, you know, when, when the people call, I'm on it. When, right. when God calls, I'm on it. When my family calls, I'm on it. You know, but the, the the opening verse starts out, it says, I got a family that needs me in the neighborhoods and the neighborhood's been saying they believe me. But if I tell a face lie trying to please both wild doubt and I can do it, what if I ain't got the mean seat? I got a family that needs me. In the neighborhood's been singing, they believe me Could I tell a bold face lie I'm Trying to please both wild out And I can do it What if I ain't got the mean seed Part of me's a dreamer Another part of realist Another part of me ain't got a clue On what the deal is If it's bumping in the streets I feel it like I'm meeting new struts Suddenly the age of my rides A old truck It's like I woke up I Stumbled on some wisdom. Got a couple children And I'm teaching other children How to process a culture a little different Skipping them on a mission This is future passage and politicians. So listen, I'm old. So when God calls And my lady calls You know, yeah, and man. it's like It speaks to the idea, like, am I capable? You know what I mean? Like, I see what's going on I see what's needed, but am, am, am I You know, um, as an older You know, head now, older hip-hop Artist, it's like, do I, can I still Engage the youth in a way that's Meaningful to them, mm. and in a way that Doesn't seem contrived, or You know, forced, or uh, on off, uh, inauthentic, inauthentic yep, you know what i mean yep. and so there again you're learning you yeah. know so i've been listening to top 40 hip-hop <laughs> i've been you know i, I yeah. put myself on being an underground hip-hop true school golden age hip-hop head you know right. what i'm saying like the four elements dj and graffiti art b-boy and mc and like that kind of stuff knowledge you know
0: knowledge which you have on lock like you've had you that know, down like for years
1: that is that is my that's my mode. Right. You know what I mean, but and so this intimidation of engaging youth in hip hop. But it feels like we don't even speak the same language. It feels like mm. like here I am. It's like I'm from the southern part of the country. You're from the northern part of the country and we're speaking the same language. But the dialect is so different. Right. That it's hard to understand each other. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so I've had to learn how to speak a language that I'm already fluent in. I had right. to speak a different dialect, you know, in terms of this this, this youthful energy in hip hop. And, you know, some of the things that we feel are just like blasphemous, you know, but trying to understand it from their lens and from their perspective so mm-hmm. that when engaging, it's more of this reciprocal um kind of interaction almost like a a pedagogy Mm -hmm. you know where we're 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 teaching but we're learning at the same time Mm. they're teaching us they're learning we're teaching them we're learning and it's this reciprocated kind of like situation that's intimidating to me it's intimidating for anybody if you if you've only been taught like i don't know if you had old school parents but there's a lot of times where you're sitting in a room and you're like you know uh be quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: need to be seen and not heard. Really, right. your child, know a child, no child's place. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Like this kind of thing where it's like, I as a youth am here to learn from my elders. Right. You know what I'm saying? And for for us to realize or debunk that, you know, um, that theory or that philosophy, not in its entirety, but in the sense that you know it's more or less a collaborative learning, a shared learning experience, and that's that's the better way to teach you know um yeah i like to embrace that with some with some real hardwired dispositions that's 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 intimidating because you're like i don't even know if i can pull that disposition off authentically Mm. i don't know if i can be authentic enough for them to buy into the fact that i know what i'm talking about right um and so therefore we should engage you know so there's all all those sorts of things not to mention you know the vocational part you know when you only have so many hours in a day how do you how you break those that time up yeah um to taking care of your family have a wife and two kids you know those are my first priorities you know um and and running the risk of hey i've seen a lot of people you know run their families into the mud mm. for the sake of their community work you know being those those uh those public successes in in, in private failures yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's real you yeah. know because so without balance, without tutelage, without mentoring, without folks pouring into you and helping you find the balance and being able to do X, Y, and Z efficiently and effectively and have the most impact, you know, you can just really spin your wheels and ruin everything that you're trying to advocate on behalf of in the first place. Right. So all these real intimidations like, kind of lay before me like, man, there's a lot of times where I was just like, you know. I wouldn't mind just going back to rapping. That's my safe space. Yeah. You know, send me a beat, I'll rap on it. You know, boom, yeah. send you the file back and it's history. Right. That's my safe space. Get on stage and rap. Rock a crowd. That's cool. That's my safe space. So this this idea of of taking it to the next level and and seeing what, you know, that the stakes are high and that needs to happen, not only for me, but for my community and for the other artists and folks that we're working with. There needs to be more of this. It becomes more of a, a social issue. And when you're looking at a social issue, it's like one thing to complain about it, it's another thing to, you know, make it happen. It's a oh, whole yeah. other thing for a lot of that work to be on your shoulder on your shoulders initially mm-hmm. you know before you start building out a team and finding other you know other cohorts so yeah man ton of ton of intimidation even now i'd be like, like man there's a lot to do
0: but, you know what i i love though yeah. is i appreciate you man because you you touch on so many great points you know the yeah. over the overarching theme of yeah. of this whole episode now seems to be that fear of change, you know, um, that, that intimidation that you kept referring to, you know, refers to, um, you know, fear of change, getting out of your comfort zone. And and that's something that keeps popping up as, uh, you know, we do these interviews is that, you know, so, so much of our fear as human beings is that lack, of or that resilience or resistance against getting out of your comfort zone you know yeah. and and yeah, we i i always try to make the distinction between physical or biological fear and psychological mm. fear and mm-hmm. the psychological fear most times is your brain trying to keep you in a place of safety, complacency and comfort so that yeah. it doesn't have to adapt to all these new feelings and ideas and processes mm-hmm. when you get out of your comfort zone it's mm-hmm. just, you know, its primary function is to keep itself alive, to keep us alive. So it wants to keep you in a place of safety and complacency because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to do all that extra work. And, you know, um, I think Tony Robbins put it best when he said, you know, your brain is an ancient computer or calculator running on mm-hmm. ancient software. And it, it's it's not like the iPhone where it's, it's getting to update, you know, from the cloud. It is old, hardwired software that... Uh, doesn't upgrade and doesn't update and so yeah. I think that that is a um, it's an ancient construct of the brain to say hey this is safe this is comfortable let's just stay here so yeah. uh, I think that it yeah. you know I think that intimidation and and uh, this fear of change and, and growth it, it all boils down to you know getting outside of your comfort zone so i, th- I think that's great man um i, w- I want to take a second let's transition transition for a sec because it's something yeah. that you touched on a couple minutes back that yeah, i don't think a lot I, of people I, i'm picked long-winded up on. man hey. I, I
1: will apologize in, the head in advance nah. <laughs> no need <laughs> to going? apologize because because for the first thing we're both yeah. long-winded that's why yeah, I, when
0: we actually do get a minute on the phone it's like for an hour and a half Oh yeah, um, it's like what's up, man?
1: Oh, this is what's up. Oh dang! <laughs> hour later, <laughs> right? It's like really. Well, my turn. So this is what's going on for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, exactly. do you remember? Do you remember
0: that time? Uh, you came out to uh when I was living in Sacramento. You came out to do a show, and mm. you stayed over at the house for I think it was like a day or two. But the oh, yeah. night I picked you up, it was so yeah. funny because we hadn't caught up for like a year or so. Yeah, and we stayed up to like two thirty in the morning talking, but we were both falling asleep. Yeah. As we were, like, yeah. philosophizing <laughs> and all this stuff, we were going back and forth. And we had, like, these really deep yeah, conversations, but yeah, we man. were half awake doing it. It was so funny, man.
1: Story of my life, man. <laughs> like, that's, that's a real thing. You know, you get to have a good conversation with somebody. It's like you just want to keep on going because you don't know what kind of gems you're going to dig out of there.
0: Man, tell you me know, about
1: especially. It. Yeah, man. It's good. So
0: let's talk about Othello and mm-hmm. Jose. Othello yeah. used to be your your, your pseudonym. Mm-hmm. and now it's ose. what's let's 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 talk Othello to Ose. What's in a name and why the mm-hmm. name change?
1: Uh, there's a few parts to that. you know, one is this uh, this part that's just a responsibility to the brand right Mm -hmm. so when I first got started I didn't know much about the internet I didn't know how powerful it was in driving people to kind of subscribe to narratives and um, buy into brands and how intentional branding was so huge and you know when I picked the name Othello that was not going on in my mind Um, but yet with search engines and you know <laughs> you know search optimization all that all that good all that good tech talk stuff you know right and othello is a hard one to to uh
0: <laughs> differentiate and
1: right you know you got i'm fighting with shakespeare you know every <laughs> time and then not on now on, on top of that i'm fighting with like like kind of terrible renditions of shakespeare as soon as you want to say othello hip-hop boom you got like all kind of like crazy plays um and in pretty low budget you know renditions of of the classic you know story
0: um and a racially charged story at that yeah
1: racially charged you know know how many times is a hip-hop Artist, you know, you're thinking about where can I make the connection? Where's the connection? You know, where is the connection? It was like I would tell some people who are really familiar with Shakespeare's work, and I say, "Yeah, my name's Othello," and they look at me like, "Oh, like
0: okay, really? Right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? You know,
0: and why? Right? Right? Um,
1: but you know, so I ended up, uh, I ended up, you know, after a good, I don't even know how long I was Othello, maybe probably at least twelve. 12 years yeah. as Bello. I think it was 2012 when I made the change, the name change. So, um so you know after you know 12 years of trying to make a living off of independent hip hop music and selling beats and selling rhymes <clears throat> and like selling collaborations like all over the place I, I felt like I felt like I didn't have anything else with that. I felt like I have like almost right. pimped the name out, you know, for right. the sake of making a living, yeah. you know. So yeah. there was stuff that would come out that I wasn't really proud of, just because you know, at the time it sounded good because I needed money, you know. what I'm saying I'm trying yeah. to be responsible, so um, this name change thing was more, more or less trying to find a better balance, a wow. better balance, yeah. you know. Um, so. I was off balance as Othello, man. I was running around touring, um, bringing my family on the road, um, and when that, when that was no longer an option, now I'm leaving the family at home, yeah. you know, and that. that that couldn't have been it. That can be it, you know? Yeah. And so when I started, you know, I dropped back into the workforce, you know, I was working full time and I was like, okay, now I got like the four oh one K and the and the, the savings and the you know all of this stuff happening. It's like if I'm gonna continue to create I always said I don't want like my music and my art and my and what I'm passionate about to be like a negative topic in my household. You know right. what I mean? Uh, it's like I don't want to bring up hip hop or bring up music or creating or working on an album and be like, okay, here we go with that mess again. I'm like, okay, when you gonna stop it? I never wanted to become that way, and I know how people can get bitter and upset about the idea of these things that are just taking you away yet again to no right. avail. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so the selfish indulgence, you know, in the arts where where I think every artist is is um, is inclined and has a default disposition towards you know um, <laughs> this selfish indulgence,
0: you right, know, um,
1: right. you know it's the art, you know, you're like oh, I'm just in it and hours are passing and you know you know people are being neglected and your responsibilities can be neglected. I know I've missed out on many meals in the right. process of creating. And, <laughs> you know, um, so it's just that sort of thing. So anyway, um, I I figured that it's time for me to figure out how to balance this a little bit better. I'm going to be more intentional about my branding. I'm the only Jose Moore, you know, and in this new found phase of life, I wanted to be able to get the most bang for my buck. Me, knowing that I wasn't going to put out as much material, would be like, you know, um, space in between releases. And with that, I can capitalize on having a name that nobody else has, Right. you know, and it was kind of a, it was a, it was a, um, it was a, you know, uh, communicating to my wife too, that I'm not the same person who was just willingly running around doing rap shows and selling beats and selling songs and trying to, you know, keeping many old jobs so that I can be available for tour. You know, it's like, this is a new, a new me, you know, a new, a new, a new, uh, version of myself right and that transition be it growing we talk about growth and the fear of, of change I mean, right that was, that was intimidating i feel like i went through like a you know um interpersonal like identity crisis like tough because i always define myself as a rapper i always define myself as an mc that's what i do yeah. you know um and it was hard to start you know to go back to work to go and you know, be at the workplace, you know, while you got friends on tour. I talk about that on this new album, the song called Living the Dream, L T D. It's on uh in the wake of all, but you know, I really lay that out. Like the the what what I'm feeling as I'm right. going through this transition and the intimidation again, the fear of well then who am I? I've always, you know, um it was it was serious business, but you know when you're not defined by what you do, you know who you are is de- is deeper than what you do.
0: Right, exactly. You know, that was
1: one of the biggest life lessons in that whole transformation, um, and 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 to reinvent yourself. That's another point on that song. Um, use a clip from Shang, Shankar Vedant Shank. I always mess his name up, but it's from NPR, you know, <laughs> uh, podcast, the Hidden Brain podcast. But I use a clip of that just talking about. You know how we 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 underestimate our abilities to reinvent ourselves wow you know and there's a lot of fear in that you know right um and there's fear and ambiguity too when you don't have a clear vision or a clear understanding of what you're about i mean there's a void that 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 when there's ambiguity, fear just kind of fills it, you know what I mean yes. like it just automatically intimidation and fear fill it, and so um being able to fill the ambiguity with with some sort of clarity even if the right. clarity is i'll come back to it and fill it in at a different time right i can i don't have the answer yet but i will right. have the answer for it you know um it, and sometimes that answer suffices sometimes it does not sometimes right. you know your your circumstance requires you to have an answer a
0: clear you defined know, and answer yes yeah, laser like
1: so, focus Exactly. So right. going to the drawing board and saying, what is my purpose? What mm. is my vision? What is my what is my mission? Who am I? You know, right. what is the vision s- statement, mission statement, you know what I'm saying? And the purpose of what I'm doing with my life, you know? And and in that conversation, in that context, you can you can find a better balance. You know, you start answering those things. Especially if you have have an amazing wife and you know, and she's always my counterweight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I bring these ideas to her, and she's able to be like does that line up with where we're going? You wow. know what I mean? Wow, yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's and awesome. now we're having this this collaborative conversation. Like you're right. You know, right? This is this is a collaboration. This, our life is a big collaboration. Yeah, you know, and making this thing happen. Otherwise, you you you're heading to ruin. You right, know what I'm exactly. you, you guys are working.
0: Will... You know, towards something different. You know, you might be working towards the same thing, but you're doing it differently. You're not communicating and it gets derailed. You know, one side pulls the other. At
1: some point, something's got to give. So anyway, man, yeah, that was was pretty much in a nutshell, a big nutshell, the uh, (laughs) the (laughs) transformation and the reason for the transformation. Just want to be more intentional, want to find more balance, want to make a clean break. And who knows, man? I mean, Jose Moore could play trombone you know he don't right. have to just rap I, love you know, it. I might just one day decide to pick up the flute and jose's <laughs> playing the flute now you know what i'm saying he, jose sounds like a flute
0: a flautist he sounds like a bass player you know like maybe maybe a poet <laughs> yeah a poet uh, some sort of you know like a uh, humanitarian yeah man you know all that stuff you
1: know who knows what he's going to be doing so I, the moniker can kind of grow with me as i grow and it's just mine you know, i think no, that's awesome
0: yeah, man. I think um, you know. Once again, you've touched on a number of points that I wanted to to, to speak to. Uh yeah. the, the first being um, the the harmony and balance that you've struck with uh, with your wife. Because I, yeah. I remember again a conversation we had once uh, talking about harmony. I remember when we yeah. had that conversation, you were coming to a realization, and that was back when you were Othello and your Othello yeah. logo, uh, the O had an eagle with one wing that was roots and one wing reaching towards the sky and you had talked you kind of explained the the meaning behind that back then and how that was uh this dichotomy that you felt with uh both as a believer and as just as a, a man and an individual with always trying to strike this balance and harmony with yourself being firmly rooted but also reaching for the stars And, and being connected to heaven and, and, you know, just having this, this dreamer, um, you know, that's trying to burst from out, you know, from inside of you and always achieve and always strive. Uh, you and I both love the documentary, uh, hero dreams of sushi and, you know, one of my favorite quotes at the end, he said something to the effect of, you know, uh, never settle, always reach above yourself, always try to elevate your craft. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just always makes me think of you because that is who I know you to be someone who is, yeah. you know, trying to stay firmly rooted, but also mm. is always trying to elevate himself, his craft, his family, his community. Mm. Um, so I think that that's really great. And then the other thing you touched on was, uh, just the, f- this, uh, fear filling the void, um, where, where ambiguity is and, mm. you know, the, the cornerstone of this podcast is the the tagline that if we seek to understand more we will fear less and that doesn't mean yeah. being void of fear it yeah. actually speaks to being afraid of being afraid you know fearing yeah. fear itself um yeah. because like you said in in the uh, absence of of uh, understanding and the absence of clarity Fear will definitely come and fill that void, and that's that psychological fear again—the brain's reluctance to get outside of your comfort zone and try something new. And so yeah. it, it's it's you know Will Smith said you know fear is a choice. It's 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 you choosing to believe the lie that your brain is trying to tell you to keep you in a safe place of stag, which really ends up being a place of stagnation or right. you know a place of of uh, of, of sameness and not growth. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, man, I think that those, those were all great points. I just wanted to highlight before we move yeah. on, because I think that those no. were very poignant. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw you a curveball sure. real quick. See, you know, I want to keep it on your toes. Do it. Do so we it, had, man. we had Othello. We yeah. got Jose. Yeah. There's somebody else that was in between there that, that only your truest fans pay attention to. <laughs> was, was PD <Petey laughs> vigilant. Yeah. Another exploration of identity for you, or, or was was PD Vigilant an alter ego of your alter ego, and if so, have did have you talked to anybody about that?
1: No, I mean he only exists now as a as an email. Yeah, um, you know I think he I think he made his debut at Yahoo.
0: Yeah, you right. Know,
1: back in the day, and he got a little hot mail.
0: Okay, got you. And got now you. I got a Gmail. Right, from, from it was just P, like it was just like that P-P. that name that always just kind of like yeah. that sounds cool
1: to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, he was it, that was just a, that was a, you know alias. That's
0: you know funny. What yeah, that's, it yeah, was
1: really awesome. just an alias, aka PD
0: Vigilant. Yeah, you know? uh, I um, loved it. I know he he made yeah. an appearance in a song or two, so I thought it was it was always kind of cool that you uh, you know you kind of like alluded to the name yeah. um just as you know I, I got a couple of those too you know yeah man
1: i know i know you do man <laughs> People don't know that lane has made beats i've actually wrapped <laughs> over one of your beats you know or uh, use it as a plaza as, as like a i think we use it and it had the band recreated or something it was funky oh
0: yeah, yeah that one was the funky too that was really dope and that yeah. was that was me you know trying my hand at it and sampling a little bit of uh What's that? The Incredible Bongo Band, you know, like you oh yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Any any real hip hop tracks got to have bongos in it. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah, man. Good breaks and Break all of that. Breaks, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure.
0: I, I kind of before we move on, I kind of did just want to touch on this really quick again with the with the uh, with the name change. I, I wanted to see like yeah. I think you already touched on it, but was it the fear of change that kept you from changing sooner, or was it the fear of stagnation? that led you to change like what was the fear in remaining othello there
1: was a couple of things you know one was the fear of uh losing credibility and like jeopardizing the brand wow. you know yeah. there was all of a sudden a lot of stuff coming out and i guess this kind of this this i wouldn't say this is more or less a fear as much as it was like kind of a clear warning um, and just heeding the warning, you know what right. I'm saying. So I would say this was a different level. It wasn't like a intimidation or like oh, you know I'm stopped in my tracks, like right. deer in the headlights type. But it was more of like oh here's here's the here's the warning signs of this going in a direction I don't want it to go. You know, problems right. coming out, you know, and social media people, social media folks asking me to like repost and and in the time it was like I just need the money. Cool, we do it. Boom. Right, like I said, right. But then you realize that they can actually put this out.
0: And yeah, man.
1: They want me to push it. And right. I'm not really feeling this song at all. Right. You know? Um or this is not what I want. This is not this is not how I want to be branding myself. You know. Um so is that, you know, the fear of losing everything I'm working for, you know, by by um continuing down in this identity of Othello, the things he was doing, the fear of making my music and my craft, you know, a, a, a negative term. I think there was a lot of, there was a lot of good associated with Othello, but, you know, personally, there was a lot of like, there's a lot of crazy times associated with that too, just in yeah. terms of the turmoil you put your own family through. It's like, you know, yeah. it was so we actually refer to the Othello times. Oh man, back well, it was like the Othello era. You wow. know, back, remember during Othello time, we was <laughs> sleeping on couches as a married couple, like right. on tour and not knowing where to money, you know, and money's up and down and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You were leaving. You know, so um the fear of that ruining everything that I really wanted you know, to build in my life. And I feel like when it was time to make the change, it was less about f- fear. I mean, I guess there was the fact that like maybe people wouldn't follow me anymore or would lose me or think I fell off or mm. any of that. And like all of a sudden nobody like, who's Jose Moore. Oh, oh, they, there's people even to the stage like I didn't realize you were the same. Man, I've been listening to you since two thousand and one. Hey, you know, they're sleeping though. Like that. You know, so yeah. so the so the thing is, you know, for the sake of better branding um you know losing the the support for your former branding was yeah. a fear you know what i'm saying like well you know some people get with it some people won't and it is it is what it is you know but you know i saw i saw what was over the horizon and that and that kind of eliminated or distinguished you know um extinguish the fear you know what i'm saying just kind of like yo I and mean, this is it's more important to push forward like you can be intimidated all you want but when right. it's time to throw blows bro like what you know you're gonna get hit if you don't it, throw blows it sounds you like know, thinking,
0: you, thinking about the possibilities in the future yeah. Yeah. actually helped you to combat that fear of the unknown yeah. You know and, the,
1: and you know, you really see when you're when you're when you are come to the end of yourself, you kinda really see what you're made of and what you really believe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you truly are about. Right. You know, and so you come to the end of one road, there you are, you at the crossroads. Like am I going this way or am I going this way? Or do right. I just stand here? Or do I retreat and go back to familiarity and comfort? Or do I push forward? You right. know what I'm saying? saying? I know what's I know what's behind me and that ain't all that great. But if it's just if it's just comfort you know what I'm saying? Right. There's no real growth there, and I think I think it's it. You know, this is. Uh nature testifies to this you know even the way our bodies work you know we 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 break our bodies down to build muscle that's a that's an important Mm. thing in exercise you know like you you lift weights and you shred those those fibers and those muscles and they come back and they repair and they're stronger Stronger, after it you know you'll never do that if you don't first engage in the act of like exercising and feeling uncomfortable so this idea of discomfort and bringing our bringing ourselves to the end of ourselves to see what we're truly made of um it speaks to the resilience in our humanity, which is also is coupled with some fear, yeah, intimidation, yes, but the resolve to push forward and to and to grow and to achieve the better you, you know, what I'm saying for the betterment of fill in the blank for I do believe, you know, speaking to that, um, you know, that idea of uh, you mentioned how how like being somebody who's rooted but willing to transcend and go above and you know and elevate there's also this idea of extending Like horizontally, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Like, like there's this 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 uh vertical motion, yes, but there's also this horizontal. When stuff becomes bigger than you and about more than you, people will do extraordinary things. When it becomes less about them and more about the people they're doing it for. Like there's like a threshold where like you'll do it for you to an extent. And yeah, you know, some people talk about chefs, bro. Chefs will like cook full like four four star meals for other people and come home and eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Like that's true. You know what I'm saying? And you see that time and time again, like where people will, you know, folks who are truly, you know, people are motivated, motivated by, you know, um, this kind of I think we're this altruistic, um, you know, I think we're hard. And I think that's somewhere in our hard hard wiring, you know, like that at the core of our humanity, there is this this altruistic disposition that kind of fuels and motivates people at their core to do things beyond what they could do for themselves for other people. So I think Mm. for creatives, for um, leaders, for folks who wrestle with fear, you know, meet that fear with who am I doing this for? You know what I'm saying? And, and, And what am I doing this for? Like, if it's just for me yeah, there's not a whole lot riding on that at the end of the day. And yeah, I mean, your own name is your own name. Cool, that's important. You want to have a good one. You know, but you will be surprised when you start really thinking about doing stuff for other folks, what you can achieve because it becomes so much more bigger than you. And not to mention the energy is reciprocating when you see other people benefiting off of your hard work. You feel motivated and fueled to continue. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when I'm sitting down you know in my office i'm thinking about like man you know what's at stake here right you know uh, a name change yeah whatever you know what i'm saying they, they like me they don't like me right you know what i'm saying a young kid who needs an outlet for creativity who is living in the dark at home to no heat no water you know no food no oversight has developed somewhat of a you know um he has a, he's in and out of the youth detention center, you know what I'm saying? And he's, he's screaming out for somebody to intervene and to, and to hear him, what he's really trying to say and provide him with the opportunities to grow and excel and develop. That becomes important to me. Wow. And all of a sudden it's like, it's so much bigger than me sitting here worrying about, you know, whether or not I'm going to fail. Right. You know, if I could if I create a vehicle c- to connect with a kid like this, or to connect with somebody in this scenario or a situation, and they find the motivation to pick themselves up and go forward, and maybe they find the motivation to pick someone else up and so on and so on. It's a ripple effect of each one, teach one kind of concept. Right. you know. Now the impact is so much. Now I'm fueled. You know what I'm saying? Now I looked at fear dead in the eye. I was like, you know what? But there's so much at stake. I really got no time to be sitting here worried mm. about what may or may not happen. Let's just right. go. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So... Yeah, when the stakes are high and usually that's you know, you find those high stakes when you're dealing with other folks, you know, and you you you, you your heart bleeds and and uh and feels a certain kind of way when you know that, hey, you know <laughs> I'm here debating with myself about whether or not I, you know, um do this for me or for someone else, when someone else isn't even on that level. Right. right? Thinking like do I do stuff for other they just survive it. You know what I'm saying that's a lot of the work with Aota it's like man we want to provide those opportunities for folks you don't have to be in survival mode you know you can actually develop healthy community and I think that helps me look fear in the face and say yeah I got no time for you let's do it oh
0: you know, love it you know? man that's that gorgeous um let's let's move on because i I think yeah, that uh sure. I, I think that this next uh this is the real meat meat and potatoes of of today's conversation and for you sure. know what made me think of you for this topic and this interview um you know the fear of failure is something I've said it before I'm going to keep saying it it's it's a concept we are going to visit many times over on this podcast simply for the fact that it is a very common fear in humanity and mm-hmm. is so complex it's it's way more than just oh i'm afraid of failing like, when you actually start breaking down the why, when I talk to some of the kids I work with and they're afraid of of failing, it usually, like you were saying, has nothing to do with them. It usually, nine times out of ten, has to do with someone else they're afraid yeah. of letting down. That's and, true, too. You know, Most so it, it's something that is bigger than them uh, or more important than just their success or their failure. Um yeah. You know, so, again, just to, you know reiterate and go back through it you know in the time that i've known you um you know you've been married for over a decade now and mm-hmm. you've become a father three times over uh two two two, two times excuse one. me two times over yeah. no, I'm, yeah. no, I'm trying to sp- apparently i'm trying to speak <laughs> Man, something into existence that. here Don't do that, bro. <laughs> don't do that but too. no you you've, you've become a, a father you know twice over and um you know in, in that time i've also gotten to witness a growth a maturity uh evolution Mm -hmm. of ose the man but also ose the artist um Mm -hmm. you know like i like i told you when we were talking earlier you know i've i've learned some of the the struggle of the i've learned some of the journey just in talking with you periodically checking in but you know as as someone who listens so intently to your music uh, I've also picked up on a lot of the struggles you faced, uh, through the lyrics that you've shared and, uh, some yeah. of which you've already shared here on, onto this, this episode. Um, yeah. like for instance, you had a song that we talked about, uh, Active Balance, in yeah. which you described how life as an indie artist, father, and husband was an active balancing act. And then yeah. in, in Step Forward, you mentioned how you had to cut back on doing shows because you had to be your words had to be devout, have a happy spouse, and feed a couple mouths. Um, yeah, you know, you start the song off by saying some people want it so bad they're willing to lose what they have, but not I. Yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. tell us about this act of balance and and how fear plays a role in it like what are you not willing to lose and what are you afraid of losing
1: yeah well i'm, I'm not I'm not willing to lose the um the the faith you know uh from my wife um the the the, the faithfulness of my wife I'm not right. willing to lose the you know the respect from my kids mm. I say the respect from my wife too but you know that and that losing that respect I me mean, you become you know, uh, disrespectful or, you know, someone whom someone can't respect or trust, you know, I right. don't want to lose trust or respect or that, 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 um, that safety and that, and that, um, uh, that confidence right. from those people that I love. You know what I'm saying? In terms of being what they need me to be. I want them to always know that, you know, dad's got me, you know, pop's got me, or my husband, yes, he's he's got me. I got that. I'm comfortable. I got right. I got somebody in my corner, one hundred percent. I don't want to jeopardize that, you know, definitely not for the sake of you know, um, you know, music or 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 art or other or beautiful things. I feel like they're great vehicles for, for humanity. You right. know what I'm saying? So I celebrate humanity, I celebrate the things that make us human camaraderie, you know, love, passion, yeah. you know, um, commitment, you know, selflessness, you know what I'm saying? Um, the sharing of, of resources and, and time and energy and, and craft and, and life, you right. know what I mean? Um, those, those things are, are important to me. So, you know, and that song, you know, always trying to find the balance. I think even when you, when you referred back to the old logo, the old Dolo logo, I mean, right. it was like, there was, I've always had a thing for balancing. I think balancing, I mean, I at early age, my son's a little philosopher, too. It's funny. I'm not a philosopher, you know, but my son has this disposition for wanting to, you know, philosophize and sit down, and we would talk for hours about crazy, just crazy stuff, and I'd be, like, amazed at some of his perspectives on things. But I think it was in one of our conversations, and we were just talking about how, you know, um, It's a balance in everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And this is a a realization he was making, and I was just like, you know, kind of being devil's advocate, you know, but like pushing back, you know what I'm saying. But he was just like, there's a everything's a balance, you know. Yeah, right. The earth is in perfect balance, one way, this way or that way. You know, it's, you know, we we fail to exist or we burn up or we freeze, one of the two, something, you know. So he's trying to make these connections like everything is a balance. You can't have too much sugar, but you do need some
0: sugar. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
1: You can't, you know. That's every kid's argument, you know. This idea of moderation and balance. Right. And so, like, I've always had this thing for it. And, um, and when, but you're, when you're exploring that in real time with, you know, uh, in life sometimes it's hard to see when you're off balance right and so i would say you know um i've come to find that community is like just just the most important thing in my life you know one of the most important things in my life cuz it 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 helps with the balance right. it helps see your blind sides you know so all of a sudden it became I saw that I needed – in order to have balance, I needed to start investing my efforts and my time, mm. you know, in those top priority quadrant, you know, um, focuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, okay, is it important for me to be investing into my community, into the people who make it, um, and and so that as I as we do that, we be able to achieve a better balance in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, I mean – Man, those songs are so, so direct just in terms of the the, ex- the examples I'm giving, you yeah. know what I'm saying, to, right. you know, cut back on doing shows. Yeah, that's just trying to find balance, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, there's this idea that, you know, in order to achieve, you have to go hard at all costs and it's like, there are seasons you know, but then again, that's a balance there's yeah. times, times of going there's times of rest, there's times of investing, there's times of being able to say no. And there's times where you just gotta like, you know, pick it up and say yes to as much as you can because you're trying to pay some dues and get your name out there. You right, know what I mean? So, right. So it's just being able to look at your life holistically and, and and try to figure out how you can achieve a better balance. And leaning on people and information mm-hmm. and um, some mentoring and tutelage and community to help you find better balance. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what those songs are really
0: about. What fears have you had arise as a result of being married and becoming a father? Oh, the fear of letting them down,
1: um, the, the the fear of, you know, waking up one day and, and, you know, due to some kind of imbalance or unchecked, you know, um, circumstance or you know, um, scenario: waking up one day and and realizing my, me and my wife have like come to a place where we're no longer seeing eye to eye, and mm-hmm. maybe she don't love me no more, and like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's crazy. It's crazy because fear can do either one one or two things. You can respond fearfully, which usually has a, a certain Anxiety attached to it, yep. you know what I'm saying? And that anxiety is a killer, you know. And yep. anxiety makes you do irrational things, right? It makes you behave and talk and think irrationally, or it could be the kind of fear that you repurpose to not be just fear, but to me be like a, you know, like a hazard light, right? <laughs> you know I mean? A warning like on your dashboard. Yeah, it's like a warning sign, like oh, boom. I should pay more attention to what my wife is saying around this idea of finances and security and future and 10-year plan right. and monthly budget and right. X, Y, and Z spending more time here on the weekend. I should really pay attention to that and not just dismiss it as, oh, there go my ball and chain or my, my old nagging old lady just <laughs> just coming at me again, you know, making things difficult. It's like, no, this is the woman I married. Right. She has a life. She has emotions. She has feelings. She's like, it, it only becomes my old lady and my nagging old hag when it's like i have discredited her voice
0: right right
1: and at at that point that's i'm no longer loving her and maybe she is complaining and griping and stuff but it's only because she's in some ways lost respect for me and that's a deeper conversation that is an right. unbalanced situation right which you have to look at the core of the issue and figure out how to achieve a better balance I Love it. you know so yeah, man. I hope that answered your question. No, I think like I, I said I rabbit trail, bro. I
0: uh, no, mean, always... I, I think you know. <laughs> I think it all kind of circles back. You know, it makes sense when good, it circles good. back. Good, good. I hope so. You know, <laughs> I, like I said before, you know, there is this this overarching theme of uh, of fear of of change and loss, and yeah. you know, the the episode was was really you know intended to talk about the fear of failure, but I think all yeah. this stuff plays into that. You know, you, yeah. you're afraid of failing when you want to change or you're afraid of failing because you don't want to lose or you're afraid of failing because you're starting something new or, yeah. you know, all this stuff, uh, because you yourself refuse to change. Like all of these things play a part into a very niche area of failure or the fear yeah. of fear thereof. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So, hey, before we wrap up, tell yeah, everybody where they can stalk you online. Like, where can they? Where's the best place to interact with Jose? Um,
1: Facebook. Really, okay. <laughs> it's, like, right. it's kind of become the one, like the catch-all. You can do it on Facebook, you know, Instagram, uh, shoot Twitter, that kind of thing, or an email. It's just Jose More. I'm the only one. So it's Jose Moore at Gmail. There's Jose More at ozay Moore on your various different social media you know um platforms um so if you if you google ozay or put it in any search on any platform you'll find me gotcha
0: yep. including, including, yeah.
1: including spotify including in fact. spotify yeah, go a lot, it's funny you know man because a lot of what we're talking about there's so many lyrics that i was you know going on in my head as we're talking about this idea of fear because in the wake of oh, my latest album is all about this, this topic, you know, not, Love not it. fear in, you know, um, explicitly, but, um, everything that goes into transformation, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So we're exploring like a, uh, variety of emotions, um, that go into, you know, change and development yeah. and growing and, you know, all that. So, yeah, I would, I would encourage people to go check that out, um, on elect records, um, it's called in the wake of O," and it's on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all of that.
0: Dope. very man. Cool. Yeah. My, my last question is one that I try to ask everybody. And yes. I think it's one that, uh, it's, it's great because we get to reflect, um, on our lives a little bit and we get to really see, you know, what, subconsciously we get to reflect on how, uh, fear has impacted our lives. So yeah, what is the greatest lesson to date? That you've learned from fear, any fear? Um
1: that it's all perspective. Mm. You know, that it's all everything is perspective, I feel like. The biggest thing I've learned from fear is that it really doesn't exist in and of itself and it's all in my head. Mm. You know, and I can do one of two things with it. I can either respond with anxiety
0: mm-hmm.
1: or I can respond with confidence. And if you don't have the confidence to respond to any kind of circumstance, if you literally do not have the tools to do it, you go find the tools. You go seek people out and build out your tool belt you know, so that you can respond to that fear or a fear like it in a different capacity next time. You know what I mean? So um, it's taught me – it's really motivated me to learn and be a learner all the time. You know, I think that's the biggest takeaway is that it's taught me how to learn because there's a lot of areas, you know, you're, like I say, ambiguity and uncertainty is right. filled with fear. And there's a lot of things in life you can be, you know, that has an ambiguity associated with. it. If you don't know, you just don't know. and Right. That's intimidating. You know what I'm saying? So what do you do with that? Do you crumble or do you go find out, you know, and learn and You know, and that's kind of been my thing, man. So, so fear has taught me to be a lifelong learner, so that when fear comes knocking, I can I can respond with a little more confidence.
0: That's awesome, man. No, that's it. And uh, what I love about that is it—that's exactly how um, I coach my athletes through uh, their mental blocks. You know, when they feel like physically they can't perform because mentally they've hit a wall. You know, yeah, I say, all right. Well, let's 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 talk about it. You know, and I try yeah. to get them. Uh, one thing that I do that they hate is I'll say, okay, so why? And they're like, why? What? Why are you afraid? Because uh, I don't want to die. Okay, why? You know. And then I keep <laughs> pressing them. You talking be... about
1: doing back handsprings though, or flipping? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, Dude, that's real fear, though. Right? First real man. So, yeah, so, man. But you're saying you got to learn how to land. You got to learn how to. Exactly. You got to learn it. So if let's you, practice in a safe or in a semi safe situation, a controlled
0: you situation, <laughs> you know, and, 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 Will Smith said it best. He said, you know, practice is controlled failure. Yeah. You know, that is the place where you make mistakes. And it's funny because so many of us are taught to think, or we learn just culturally and socially that we're supposed to, you know, be perfect right off the bat. Like we, we use the word practice, um, as a, uh, more as a meeting time. Than really exploring what the word practice means like it means to literally, you know, to practice to uh, to try and fail over and over again in a controlled environment so that you can learn where your strengths and where your weaknesses lie so you can get better. So but yeah, you know, I got that from uh, Simon Sinek, who uh, has a great, a great talk, a TED talk on uh, YouTube um, where he talks about, you know, the golden circle and how. Um, successful people, successful businesses—they start with why, and you know when yeah. you can learn your why, you can start to understand yourself, your direction, your focus, your yeah. goal, so much better. And uh, that's the the cornerstone of, of what I've built my my uh, coaching on fear uh, about. You know, it's yeah. like we need start to understand. Why. Yes, understand your why. So, man, Jose Moore. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much Amen. for spending some time with us today and sharing your, your bountiful wisdom and your heart and uh, your story. Amen. We appreciate your time, man.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity, bro. You know, it's just this is what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure,
0: man. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what, what it's about. I appreciate it. Well, hey, be blessed. Have a good one. You, you too, brother. There you have it, you guys. Another episode is in the can. I want to thank my guest, Jose Moore, for an amazing time today and for being an agent of change in this generation. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, or YouTube, be sure to follow us and have your notifications turned on to be notified the moment a new episode drops. If you're listening on iTunes, again, please rate the show and leave us a review. It's my vision to touch the lives of the masses and every like, rating and review only helps me to further realize that vision remember guys closed mouths don't get fed if you don't understand something ask questions and seek understanding because if we seek to understand more we can learn to fear less remember you can find me almost anywhere online at coach lane on instagram that's where i hang out the most and at coach lane lee on facebook Thanks again for joining us today. Remember, whatever it is, go out there and get after it. I'm Coach Lane. I'll catch you on the flip. Got a call. Man with the dream.